hear this. Here at at the Slick Pig Barbecue in Smyrna, and we are here with Stewart's Creek head coach Ben Caudell. Coach, it's good to see you. Definitely appreciate you guys having me out. Great to be here. Outstanding. Well, you know, you, you had uh, an, a very interesting year last year, um, and we'll just jump right into that before we get into some other things. But uh, you know, you were five four four and one tied for. Uh, second in the region, getting ready at hosting Smyrna for a game, and then you get the bad news. Uh, and you have that, uh, that issue with, uh, with COVID. You know, what, how did that – how did you tell your kids things like that? And I hate to jump into it, you know, right off the bat into a, a sore subject, but uh, that's got to be right there at the top of the list of questions. Absolutely. You know, it was, it was a really, really uh, tough morning. You know, uh, first thing is that, you know, you show up on, on a Monday and you get excited about, you know, the week and, and you get the energy and the emotion that comes with, you know, playing and, you know, your, a, a big game like that, especially that time of year. Uh, but it, to answer your question in regards to telling your kids, that was, that was the thing that was the hardest because, you know, not uh, at that point in time, not all of our players were in school. And... You know, so you go in there and, and you visit with those, and, and I was able to tell those that were in school, you know, the news, and, and you know, obviously it was a huge surprise uh, to those students. And then, you know, really I spent the rest of the day, you know, once once all of us, you know, got home, uh, just trying to call those on our team that were not in school and, and did our best as coaches to make sure that they tried to hear it from us and not something else, which was which was difficult. Uh, but but you know it was it was definitely a shock at first, uh, but you know as as time has gone on, you know I think that we were able to big picture, you know look at our season and, and really take in the blessing that was our season, you know because there were certainly many moments, you know last spring and uh, throughout the summer where we weren't sure that we were going to be able to have it uh, and be able to play at all. So being able to get nine games in was definitely something that was was an awesome experience and was a blessing for our team, you know in the midst of uh, everything that happened the past year. Had to, had to be very very tough on your seniors um, to to see in this season, but that's a great way I think of of looking at that big picture, coach. That uh, when you point out that they they had a season that they they were actually able to to get through, uh, you know, most of the season. So I, I think that uh, that that had to be incredibly difficult. And then you know, hats off to you to uh, for doing. Uh, you know, such a great job last year with, you know, getting your team re- even ready to go and playing and being that successful. Now, the unpleasantness is out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about some fun stuff or some interesting stuff at least. Um, you know, you're going into a new region. You got a new season coming up. You got a new region coming up. You're now in Class 6A Region 4. Uh, a lot of uh, – a lot of really – good competition in that um you know are are you excited about you know moving into that new region we are definitely excited uh, as a school as a team and as a community about the new region we're jumping into you know i think the biggest thing is is just playing some community games you know there were last year off the top of my head i want to say two maybe three games were against schools that were inside rutherford county and you know you look you look at our community 
you know, in, in our schedule next year, I mean, we're playing every single 6A uh, school in Rutherford County, mm-hmm. and that is something that our players are really excited about. You know, they get excited about playing, you know, schools and, and players that they know, uh, that they hang out with on the weekends, you know, that they play summer baseball with, all those types of things. And so I'm definitely excited about the challenge that it's going to be. You know, obviously the uh, Rutherford County League in 6A is the belly of the beast. And so it's going to be a huge, huge challenge for us as a program. Uh, but it's one that we're very excited about. And you had a little taste of that last year already playing Oakland. It was kind of a game that came together on short notice. But your kids played about as well as anybody did against the Patriots last year, and, and they went 15-0. and 0. So, you know, you have to be kind of excited of the prospect of seeing them again and having a little bit of knowledge of what they do in person. Yeah, you know, it was it was crazy how that game kind of came about. You know, we uh, played Clarksville there uh, and had, had the second game of the season. Week two was a bye for us since Antioch wasn't able to play. And so we had originally, uh, you know, set up to play Dixon County that week, and then Dixon County got COVID. And I want to say they had to cancel the week before as well against Brentwood. So we were sitting there, you know, looking at maybe playing eight games. And no senior signs up for that. And – no coach signs up to stay at home as well and, and not be able to be under the lights on a Friday night. So was definitely glad that we were able to really piece that game together in the course of a few days and uh, glad that, uh, you know, Coach Creasy in Oakland, you know, and, and the Stewart's Creek administration as well as the Oakland administration were able to work it out. And we mentioned that whole region, you're only missing Smyrna as far as Rutherford County 6A schools from that region this year. You know, how big is it going to be just for the program itself to be in these games against Riverdale? Oakland and the other Rutherford County schools. Yeah, it's it's definitely exciting, and I'm I'm also um, you know excited about the fact that we're able to keep those local rivalries from you know our old region. You know that was one of the first things that Coach Woodward at Laverne and um, you know Coach Williams at Smyrna. We were able to work that out, which I'm I'm definitely glad that we were, and uh, I know they were as well because those games are important for all of our communities. Uh, I know that it's a big gate for all communities as well, um, and so going against the. Uh, the other schools in Rutherford County, you know, we, we did it last year in JV, you know, and uh, obviously with, with our freshman teams as well. But uh, it, is, it is definitely going to be something that uh, is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a challenge for us as a team. It's going to be a challenge for us uh, as, uh, as coaches as well. Uh, but it's, it's an opportunity to grow and, and take another step as a football program. Well, Coach, in, in, these, in this region, uh, you know, line play is going to be the penultimate. It's going to be very important. I think that, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but just from what I understand, your offensive line should be pretty seasoned and, and ready to lead your team. You know, we definitely uh, lost some offensive linemen that were, uh, you know, really, uh, really good players. And more importantly, they were really, really good leaders. You know, Alton Anthony was a young man who, who had the opportunity to play college football. And uh, he's chosen to be an engineer, and, and uh, you know, we fully support him in that. And, and uh, you know, but he did have several opportunities at some really good programs to play. And so, obviously, we're going um, to miss him dearly. He was a two-way uh, player for us. Another guy we're losing up front is Kareem Harris, who just this past weekend uh, set the uh, school record for the shot put. Uh, you wow. know, so he's another senior leader that we have to replace. Uh, so, we're also losing a, a – uh, college uh, signee at Sewanee, Blake Bachman, as a tight end. Uh, so he was a, a tremendous player for us, two-way player. You know, so we, we've got a lot to replace up front. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, looking forward to seeing who's able to step up, you know, uh, on our team up front to, to replace those guys. Uh, those, not to mention those who they were as players, but also as, as senior leaders. 
Okay. Uh, and also, uh, I believe your quarterback, uh, he graduated, Alex Crank? Alex Crank graduated this past year, yes. So, you, so another another position that uh, you need somebody to step up and fill there. No doubt. Alex was uh, just, just everything for us offensively. You know, he was uh, obviously our quarterback. He was the leader of our team, not just the leader of our offense. Uh, you know, he completed over 70% of his passes, you know, was a, was a huge uh, weapon for us in the run game as well. So replacing him is definitely going to be a tall task for us. Let's, let's go back to last year for just a minute. I mean, uh, of course, the way the season ended was tough. But, you know, you guys were in position to play for region title against Smyrna before everything fell out like it did. You know, you're, you personally, how did, what was your first – what was your what was your first opinion of, of what everything was going on? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was it was uh, it was a hard. It, it's one of the hardest things I think that I've had to, you know, deal with uh, as a coach. And and really, to answer your question, the first thing that I tried to deal with was just making sure the players, you know, were understanding. You know, there were a lot of questions, you know, uh, from that standpoint. Uh, a lot of things that I think it's just really hard for a high school student. Uh, and a high school football player who's who's you know dreamed of finishing their career on the field, you know to to grasp and understand and, and even as coaches you know no, nobody's dealt with coaching uh, in this type of environment before so you know really my, my first um, my first concern was trying to take care of the players and, and do our best to explain you know the situation that occurred. What kind of carryover effect is everything from last year going to this year as far as how you guys handle? workouts and practice and those type of things as far throughout the program I mean how, how does that carry over from last year what have you learned well there, there's definitely been some carryover I think number one is is you know at this point in time not everybody is in school still and so in Rutherford County and so that's definitely been an interesting offseason in and of itself you know and most of the time every every player is in school and so you know dealing with that has been certainly a, a continued learning curve even though the season's finished you know you still have to you know, piece that together uh, in regards to having an off season with kids that aren't in school. You know, in, in regards to what we've learned, I think the biggest thing that I've learned is just don't take the opportunity uh, to be together for granted. Yep. You know, it, you know, in, in previous years, you know, you think about players getting hurt, you know, and that, that being something that doesn't allow them to finish their career on the field. But now we've learned that that's not the case, you know. So I think the biggest thing that I've learned as, as a coach and as a leader of our program is don't take the opportunity and the blessing of just being together for granted. You guys aren't going to have the opportunity for spring scrimmages necessarily, but you're going to get seven on seven and pretty much a normal run-up to this year. How big is that going to be for your kids and your program going forward? Well, I tell you, you know, last year was, was my first year as a head coach. And so, you know, there was uh, some transition within our staff that, that happens with any new coaching staff. And so that was something last year where we had coaches on June 1st when we were allowed to start, you know, working out and, and conditioning and those types of things where we had players that were uh, literally meeting their coaches on June 1st, you know, and that was, you know, more than half of our staff. And so we're definitely excited about the prospect of just being able to have a normal offseason, even though not all of our players are in school, but just some somewhat of semblance of a normal offseason, normal training, you know, and being able to kind of ride that momentum into the summer. Are you are you able to have uh, uh, normal offseason training right now as far as weight room work or things like that, even with the kids out of uh, not, maybe not being in school? You know, that's that's been, I think, the hardest part is, is you know, I, I think – uh, you know, figuring out how to make that somewhat of a normal off season when, 
you know, your team doesn't get to see each other every day. They're not in the locker room every day. The, the players that aren't in school, you don't get to see them as, as coaches in the cafeteria, you know. So, so being able to, uh, you know, figure that out has definitely been a tall task, you know. Uh, I don't know if our plan has been the best, but it's definitely been one where we try to, uh, you know, make it as normal as possible, even though that's, that's pretty much impossible to do. Mm-hmm. Let's take a break. Let's I agree. Do Let's that real quick, and we'll yep. come back with Stewart's Creek coach Ben Caldwell from Slick Pig Barbecue here in Smyrna. So this is the Six One Five Preps Podcast, Coaches and Q Edition. Stay with us. Three, well, two, one. Welcome back to the Six One Five Preps Podcast uh, here at uh, Slick, Slick Pig, Pig Barbecue. <laughs> yeah, excuse me, skipped a groove there for a second. We've done enough of these that uh, it's starting to run together. I think. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know. It's, I still have a little bit of that brain fog from uh, COVID. <laughs> this, this is you know, you've gone you've gone through it, so well. Well, let's get, let's get to uh, these, this is the fun part because really this is where I you know we get to know uh, a little bit more about our subject and and coach. Uh, you you mentioned that last year was your first year as a head coach. You were named head coach in January of 2020, um, and you know you're the third head coach in Stewart's Creek history. Um, but let's go back a little bit further. Let's let's talk about uh, if I'm not mistaken, and hopefully I did my research right. You played at BGA, correct? Yeah. So, uh, what was what was uh, high schooler Ben Cadell like in uh, uh, playing for uh, BGA? Well, I, I'm extremely blessed to have been able to go to school there, and the biggest reason is just the people who. I was around and who helped shape me have have a huge impact on me still even today uh, you know I was I was really uh, blessed to be uh, coached by a lot of really really uh, tremendous coaches but more importantly they were just just incredibly uh, awesome people and mentors you know uh, uh, coach Marty Uverard was my position coach uh, and after I'd left he eventually became the head coach uh, at BGA and, and is now at uh, Montgomery Bell Academy Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Tommy McDaniel uh, was a defensive coordinator, um, you know, while I was in high school as well. And uh, uh, he's he's moved on to uh, – uh, he went to Moore County and eventually Oakland, and now he's uh, at Christian Brothers. And, uh, right. you know, so he's uh, he's a guy that really uh, uh, really kind of changed the fabric of BGA football, honestly, uh, when he was there and, and uh, when Coach Uverard was there as well. And, and Coach Tim Johnson, who was our head coach, is definitely a guy I still leave on, lean on for advice as well. Uh, and so, you know, just who I was, you know, I was a two-sport <laughs> athlete, um, you know, played baseball and, uh, you know, played football and was just in- incredibly blessed to be able to go to school there and, and uh, be shaped by a lot of people who continue to have an impact on me today. Uh, you rolled up uh, – uh, you definitely rolled up uh, some awards as a defensive player. What position was it that you played? Well, I, I primarily uh, played uh, quarterback, uh, and uh, I did play a little bit on defense as well, outside linebacker, but that was – that was, uh, you know, that was when they were ready to, you know, put the backups in. That's when I went in on defense. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I have, then I have missed my. Uh, you know, you'll have to mark that up as bad research from my part. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, uh, you move on from there and you go to Harding University. Correct. Yeah. Uh, did you play any sports there? Was uh, I went to school at Harding, and uh, you know, the the spring of my senior year, uh, ironically, I, I did not graduate college uh, anticipating being a coach uh, I graduated college anticipating you know going into medicine and so uh, you know it's just a total 
uh, God thing that I got into coaching. You know, I had, uh, you know, uh, some courses I need to finish up uh, and really went and, and was a student assistant there in my last uh, semester, you know, just kind of wanting to do something to, uh, you know, uh, pass the time while I needed to, you know, get ready to uh, take the MCAT and those types of things. So anyways, I uh, really kind of got into it and just honestly, I just, just fell in love with the people that I was around, um, you know, got thrown in there on the defensive side of the ball, which is something I really never had done up until that point. I was primarily an offensive player in high school. And so uh, those people just really had an impact on me and the way that they went about their business and treated players and, and ran a program. I, I just really said, this is what I want to do. And so uh, was a grad assistant there for another year and a half. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. Wow. Medicine, medicine to, to coaching. That's, that, that's a, a little bit of a different path. No, wait, wait a second. I got to ask this. So you're studying for the MCAT and you had time to actually coach in between. Well, so, so there's a, so there's a myth being dispelled here. That med students actually have don't have free time because apparently they do. <laughs> well, I, de- I definitely wasn't yet, but I knew that uh, uh, you know just all the things that I wouldn't you know that I, you previously have time for as an undergrad. You know, I was I was really just wanting to do something to uh, kind of offset some of those costs as well uh, for those classes. Uh, and uh, you know, I'm, it's it's just a total you know God thing that you know I was in that role, and and I don't think that if I was at Harding that I would have gotten the coaching. I just think. I was around tremendous people. Coach Paul Simmons, who's the head coach there now. Um, you know, Scott Simons. I was a GA for Scott Simons at Harding, and he's now the defense coordinator at Liberty University. Uh, and uh, one of my best friends was, uh, you know, on the defensive line there while I was a grad assistant. He's a defensive line coach there at Liberty as well. And so was just really blessed to be around tremendous people that, you know, rubbed off on me and showed me that uh, this is what I need to be doing. Uh, and then you become an assistant at Oakland High School. And also Brentwood, correct? Yes. So I, uh, you know, played for Tommy McDaniel in high school. And so before uh, I, I went to Oakland, I, I coached for a year high school ball out in uh, Arkansas. And, uh, you know, I, I knew that at some point I needed to get closer to home. Um, and so, uh, you know, reached out to a few of the guys who coached me. And I was really blessed to be able to take a position, you know, coaching defensive backs under Coach McDaniel. Now, if you're coaching at uh, – under at Oakland and Brentwood, those are two very, very big programs. What uh, what primary difference? What do you take away from those programs that you apply at your at your current school? No doubt, I, th- I think you gotta you know learn from everybody you're around, and uh, I definitely learned so much from Coach McDaniel um, in regards to you know running a program. I think another thing that I really took from Coach McDaniel was. Uh, really growing coaches you know he, he really uh challenged me as a coach uh, and he's a defensive backs guy you know so he uh it wasn't necessarily something that he had nothing to do with you know he really challenged me and Kit Hartsfield was also in the defensive backfield for us that year uh from a coaching standpoint and I, I think also as well from coach McDaniel you know he really transformed and, and kind of restored Oakland football you know to the coach Uverard days when he was there and you know uh just you look at you know, the things that happened, you know, while he was there, you know, really taking over a program, winning a state championship there in 2008, and uh, just uh, uh, really uh, just kind of restoring what they had they had been, you know. And obviously, Coach Crawford is, is just as good as they come. You know, he really um, – I, I, can, I can really honestly say that I would not be where I am without Coach Crawford. He really just really took an investment in me and uh, really allowed for me to – 
uh, grow uh, from uh, as a young coach to, to really somebody that was uh, just kind of ready for the next step, you know. Uh, and the next step for me was just being closer to home. You know, I uh, went to Brentwood and loved it there, loved teaching there. Um, just just was a tremendous uh, school and, and, and team and coaching staff for me to be a part of. But, you know, me and my wife were growing our family and um, living here in Murfreesboro, and it was just something, you know, that uh, luckily the opportunity opened up at Stewart's Creek for me to get closer to home. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's definitely been, uh, you know, just looking back where I am now, just I'm, I'm extremely blessed to be able to have those guys as mentors, you know, and uh, definitely wouldn't be where I am, you know, without their uh, investment in me. Well, tell me a little bit uh, about the uh, the atmosphere at Stewart's Creek. The what you what you walked into as an assistant, what you walked into when you took you know wh- what you inherited when you uh, when you took the job as far as community and 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 support and things of that nature. Yeah, I think it was an interesting you know transition because Coach Martin you know started the program and uh, you know retired there and and the. Uh, I guess around December of maybe 2018, and, and Coach Brown was hired, and and uh, I want to say maybe January of 2019, and so um, you know I did not know Coach Brown at all, um, you know, and uh, um, just kind of the opportunity came about through some people that he knew that I also knew, and uh, you know I was I was really not looking to, you know, take a step up and you know be the defensive coordinator or anything like that. I just wanted to do what was right for my family. You know, my wife was pregnant with our second um, child at the time, uh, and. It was just really difficult for me to, you know, Brentwood is, is in the middle of a traffic zone and, uh, you know, I was leaving every day, you know, before anybody in my family was necessarily awake and getting home and just, you know, I just really don't feel like I was able to be the father, you know, and the husband that I feel like I'm called to be, you know, with, with that type of drive and, and that type of thing. So, um, you know, just, just I think the thing that drew me to Stewart's Creek was, you know, number one, I, it's a tremendous school. Like I was leaving what many people would consider to be the best public school in the state and Brentwood High School and, you know, here at Stewart's Creek. I'm not sure what our numbers are this year. I know last year we were the highest uh, ACT, composite ACT and grad rate in the county. And, you know, just going to another really, really great school, you know, is, is something that, you know, uh, uh, I think is, is something that I'm really proud to be associated with, you know, and also just, just being able to, you know, be a part of a community that's that's going to be the first one to do it. You know, we're, we're looking for, you know, uh, you know, that success and, and, and hopefully being able to come, uh, you know, to, to be known as a football school, you know, and being the third head coach in literally 13 months. You know, I think that, you know, those of us coaches that are still here that were assistants previously, you know, we inherited a uh, team, you know, but we inherited, you know, players that, that were looking for stability and looking to be a part of a program, you know, and so hopefully – you know, this past 14 months, as crazy as it's been, hopefully they <laughs> yeah. feel like, you know, that's uh, something that we've been able to establish. Yeah. Let's take another break, and we'll have more with Stewart's Creek head coach Ben Caldwell from Sleek Pig Barbecue in Smyrna right after this. This is the 615 Preps Podcast. Stay with us. Back here on the 615 Preps Podcast, coaches in Q edition from Slick Pig Barbecue in Smyrna with Stewart's Creek head coach Ben Caldwell. And this segment we want to try to look to the future and have a little fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, Coach, I'm, I'm going to ask you a quick question. Do you as uh, do you have any teaching responsibilities outside of coaching at Stewart's Creek? Yes, I am a proud member of the math department. <laughs> ah, good. So are you a tough grader? <laughs> uh, at times I think you need to be, but uh, I'm not sure my 
my students would describe me as that. Well, the, the, the reason I bring this up is because last year uh, the 615 preps uh, – uh, mathematician, wizard, whatever, greater. Um, well, you know what? He gave he gave your program a grade, and I think you called him on it. Uh, if you guys could go into that, I think that it's worth. I think it's worth hearing. Throwing me under the bus, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. So th- this is a funny story, though, because we did, we did our our mid season grades, and I think I great I gave them a C plus for the first half of the season, and. Lo and behold, I'm covering them on the Thursday night following the release of that article. For end of the first half, your kids are they were in well control. They were playing McGavick. They were by like 28 nothing like that, and they were about to score again. They're at the other end of the field, about ready to score. I'm standing at the 25 yard line on the other end, right next to the players' box. <laughs> Somebody comes up to me all by himself and decides to critique my grading. <laughs> Which I thought was funny at the time. I was like, don't you shouldn't be coaching? <laughs> <laughs> but that was probably one of the lightest moments of the season. I actually enjoyed that. So, Well, yeah. yeah he actually he, he actually is qualified to, to grade. <laughs> I appreciated that, though, because it let me know he was reading stuff. So, you know, yeah, well, kudos yeah. for that. Yeah. Well, we, well <laughs> we appreciate you coming on nonetheless. Yeah. <laughs> But hey, their grade improved a lot the second half of the season. It did. Oh, boy. You just uh, – <laughs> you're <did>. shameless. <laughs> well, Coach, you know, we've, we've talked – we've touched on some light subjects, some heavy subjects and things like that. Um, I'm just hey, – we'll get into some fun questions here. Uh, you'll, you'll help uh, You'll help set arguments between Chris and I, uh, but – I'm going to ask you just some some general questions just to get uh, your reaction. Uh, my first one is, you know, you we see a lot of uh, high school sports movies and things like that, uh, whether it be on TV or on the screen. What is it that they show in these shows that people that that never happen or or that people take way out of context can you can you think of anything in those situations that's a good question i think that uh um you know sometimes i think that maybe uh you know football can be embellished a little bit in some of the football movies you know there's just a lot of moments that might not necessarily take place uh you know in in real life uh but uh you know that'd be the first thing i would say (laughs) I'm sorry. I apologize for the birthday party going I, on in the it, background. It's somebody's birthday here. Yeah. It's like they barbecue, so happy birthday to them. Yeah, happy Whoever, birthday to them. Absolutely. So. Um, well, do you have a uh, do you have a favorite sports movie that you really enjoy? You know, I think there's a a few that come to mind. Um, you know, few few baseball movies I like. You know, I think uh, you know playing a lot of baseball growing up as well. You know, especially as a Young guy always trying to find a game in the neighborhood. I think Sandlot, you know, was a game that uh, – or a movie that I, I definitely enjoyed watching growing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a football standpoint, you know, Remember the Titans, you know, is, is kind of maybe the first one that comes to mind. Uh, you know, Little Giants, you know, just yeah, – it's, a- just, uh, it's another one that comes to mind. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a big movie guy by any means, but those are at least the first few that come to mind. Okay. Now, here's one – thank you, Coach. Here's one that is – Incredibly important. I know I told you it's going to be light, but this one is very, very important because uh, 
there have been food fights over this. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? <laughs> uh, depends on who you ask in our house. I would say no. Thank you. <laughs> Score okay, so one for like, me. So it's like three to one now. I'm, I'm, or four to one. It's I'm woefully behind. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's going to be a point where you just got to give up on this question. I haven't figured out what that is yet, but yeah, there's yeah, going to be a point. Well, yeah, at some point I'll have to get rid of this question because you know, I, I can't afford to lose too much or I'll never see it on there again. Mm-hmm. My wife will actually, or, you know, she actually agrees with you and you. Okay. Um, okay. Hot dog. Sandwich? Uh, I would say no. No. That was pretty emphatic. Yeah. You know, Chris? Hot, hot dogs, you know, open and – to me, a sandwich, you know, is covered on both, uh, you know, the top and the bottom. Yeah. I actually agree with that one. I, I, do I too. actually, I actually agree yeah, with that one. Yeah, I do too. Okay. Um, Chris, do you have anything? If you weren't playing, I mean, if you weren't coaching football, would you be coaching another sport possibly, or, or what would you want to coach? That's a good question. If if I, I have coached baseball before, yep. um, you know, but uh, if, if I wasn't coaching football, I really don't know what I would be coaching. I don't know if I'm really passionate enough about another sport to spend, you know, that much time you know, involved in it. Uh, but uh, I guess if I had to say, it would probably be baseball. I, was, I, I do have one question. This goes back to another segment, so forgive me. But <laughs> when you were planning, when you were thinking medical school, and it just hit me, when you were thinking medical what specialist or especially yeah. were you thinking of? You know, I, I think that there's a few that I had in mind. You know, I think, you know, being in sports, I think anybody that would want to go into medicine would, would think about something, you know, in orthopedics. You know, I had a bunch of visits there, you know, <laughs> as, a, as a player back in the day. And I, I think that it's cool to get that kind of interaction, you know, if somebody that, you know, is kind of in, in line with your goals you know, to get back on the field, so to speak. Uh, you know, my dad is a doctor, you know, and so uh, he's a gastroenterologist. And so that's, you know, one that, uh, you know, I definitely had in mind as well. Um, you know, those would be the first two, you know, that I would say if I had to have chosen, you know, at the time, you know, when I was in college, those would be the first two. Well, I, there's no doubt that you would have been a very, very excellent doctor or had just like you're a very excellent coach. Um, it's obvious that you're driven to success and whatever uh, that you're working towards, and that's something that you're instilling on your program. Um, Chris, do you have any other questions you would like to ask? What's your favorite memory on the field as a player? Oh, good one. As a player, I'd have to say, you know, one of the biggest wins in high school for us was my senior year. We were heading down to play – uh, Chattanooga Baylor and that was when coach Massey's son who eventually went on to play professional baseball uh, Tyler Massey uh, he was quarterback of that team at Baylor and we went down there it was over there fall break and you know really just shocked him you know and came away with a win you know down there against you know a bigger private school you know and that that ride home was definitely fun we were playing Brentwood Academy the next week and I, I vividly remember some things that you know, Coach Uverard shared with me, you know, when we got home really late. Actually, it was early in the morning, uh, you know, just, just with the excitement of, of playing another big team in the state the next week. Uh, so, if I had to say my favorite memory would probably be winning at Baylor my senior year. But when did you graduate from 
uh, PGA? 2008. Okay. So this was before they – was this before they went Division Two or after? Th- this would have been uh, – so BGA was, went Division Two. I want to say, late 90s. And okay, so they've been – There's been kind of been some okay. coming and going with different teams right. And, right. and how they, you know, divided up the state in okay. Division Two. But at that time, you know, we were in the same region as Innsworth, Brentwood Academy. There were uh, only two they, classes at the time at Division Two at that yes, point. Yeah. yeah, Knox Webb was in our region. Um you know, we played Briarcrest my senior year, but they were – I want to say they were in the West. You know, I don't know why we played Briarcrest. I can't remember if that was non-region or not. Uh, but they've, they've kind of divided up into three regions since then. Yep. Now, to piggyback off of that, and your favorite memory is a coach, either head coach or assistant coach, uh-huh. doesn't matter which. Wow. Um, I think, you know, one that comes to mind as an assistant was my last year at Brentwood – we really tragic, you know. We lost uh, one of our offensive linemen, you know, over our bye week, and we did not, you know, practice for an entire week. And um, I think the next week we played at Marshall County after our bye week, and just it was a really emotional night. But it was one that was really empowering, and you just kind of remember every single thing about that night. You know, the pregame, and you know, walking out, you know, carrying his jersey. Uh, you know, all those things. I think it was just a time when you were really, really, you know, driven to honor him and, and you know, honor his legacy uh, on our team. And so I think as an assistant, that would probably be, you know, the most vivid, you know, and prideful memory that I have, you know, just, just in, in being involved in high school football. Well, that's all I have uh, for this episode. Chris, are you good? I'm good. And I'm also hungry. Oh, we just happened excellent. to be at a barbecue joint, so yeah, we eat. definitely need to get some barbecue. Um, well, Coach, first of all, thank you so much for being yeah, with absolutely. us uh, this evening. Um, we are so uh, honored to have you with us. Um, again, good luck on the season to come, and uh, every, you know, best of luck in everything that you do. I appreciate it. Thank you both very much, and I think the growth of six one five preps, you know, over the past you know few years. Uh, you know, speaks for itself, and I appreciate everything that you guys do for high school football. And uh, on behalf of, you know, Stewart's Creek School uh, team and community, I'm definitely honored to be here and represent them and go Red Hawks. Yep. Well, thank was, you, Coach. Appreciate that. Thank you, that. Coach. That was kind of you to say. All right, that's it for us for the 615 Preps Podcast, Coaches and Q Edition. We'll have another one coming up pretty soon in the off season. Stay tuned for that on social media. We'll announce that soon. Until uh, then, for Scott Burton, I'm Chris Brooks. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll see you next time. The 615 Preps Podcast is a production of B-Squared Media, LLC. Our theme music is A Closet Full of Bones by Mama Tried and is used with their permission. You can download their music on the 615preps.com website or on SoundCloud. Your hosts for the 615 Preps Podcast are Chris Brooks and Scott Burton. You can follow Chris on Twitter at CBrooksTN and Scott at SBurton615.